This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And today we're here with the fabulous Rosie Jones, a comedian, the people's princess, a national treasure and a fucking legend. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right. This is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Rosie. Hello, everyone. Hello. I love that intro. Good. We wanted to do something... Do justice. Yeah, but I need to let the listener know that I wrote it you did. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask our guests, how would yeah, you like to be introduced? Yeah. And so you gave us those amazing words. I think a better description for me would be arrogant <laughs> <laughs> we met you last night. Oh. Kate and I went along to your show yeah. at the Melbourne yeah. International Thank Comedy Festival. You so much oh, we loved our comments. So great. We laughed from the start to the finish. We really <laughs> did. We really did. And so we want to tell all the peas listening, especially the Melbourne peas, but you'll yeah. probably have some stuff back in the UK later yeah. in the year, our UK listeners as well, to pause us, go and book tickets to go and see Rosie. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'll love it. Book it now or else I'll hunt you down (laughs) and kill you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for coming and I think you came on a great day. Yeah, audience was awesome. You came on tight-ass Tuesday. (laughs) That's how people describe us, two P's of tight asses. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a hundred and thirty just tight bastards (laughs) who were up for it. And I've been in Melbourne a week now and my audience have been so lovely, but I don't really want to call them an audience. They're more like a riot. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah, I feel like I'm sweary, I shout a lot, (laughs) and by the end I think I'm releasing... (laughs) A hundred and forty people back into the world. Yeah. Like, yeah! Yes! <laughs> you did! <laughs> you did! And I came straight home and this morning I told my girls all about you. And just oh. all, we were laughing. I can't wait for them. They follow you. Oh. So my daughter with an intellectual disability, yeah. cerebral palsy, I said, would you like to come today and meet Rosie? And she yeah. said, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, I know. Well, she said, I've got better things to do. YouTube. I mean, 
mean, to be fair. Oh, uh, you know. I am pretty good, but YouTube <laughs> is a lot better. I can't be. You can't, actually. You can't beat 17 year olds. Brutal. Brutally uh, honest. Brutal. I may use that as a quote for sure. my talk. <laughs> she just said no. <laughs> I've really got better things to do. funny, <laughs> but not as good as YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we normally start our episodes with a couple of questions. Yeah. Yes. So let's go. Kate, do you want to ask that? Yeah. So our first question is, do you have a song or a band that either like pumps you up when you're feeling a bit blah or you listen to when you're really happy? Yeah, I do. And it is warm. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, little Little bit of eighties. Yes. Because George was my mum's favourite yeah. person yes. in the entire world. Yeah. So much so that literally up until I was 16, I thought George Michael was my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. Well, because every time he was on the telly, my mum would say to me, that's your real dad, that is. (laughs) And then at at 16, she ever heard me saying, Oh, yeah, um, actually, my dad is George <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and she went, Rosie, I was joking. <laughs> and I went, it's my real dad then. <laughs> and she had to go, that guy, <laughs> that guy in the corner <laughs> eating ham. Eating <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, what a letdown. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Nothing like so, that. So, yeah, if I'm down, if I want to think about how much I love my mum, <laughs> I listen to wake me yeah. up before you go. Wake me up. Oh, so good. <laughs> Whatever mood yeah. I'm yes. in, me. Yes. Love George. Another question we ask is, Have did you win any awards at school? Oh, how long <laughs> have we We've got, got time. Go, Tell go. us. I am a disabled lady. Yes. I won a different award every <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> Oh, you've left the house, Here's another one. Yes. I genuinely am going to tell you my top three awards. Yep. So growing up when I was 11, I won a a nationwide award (sighs) called Child of Achievement. (laughs) I was a child who achieved. (laughs) (laughs) And a 150 children won every year. And I went down to London, so it felt like a really big deal. And I met all the celebrities of the time, Mm. none of whom, A, you will know, or B, anyone born in this century (laughs) will know. But for the niche group of people who are my age and from the UK, it was... Neil Buchanan. I know Neil Buchanan, Art Attack. Yeah! He's a legend. Philip Forrester, 
Gabby Logan, Michael Flatley, all the presenters from Blue Peter, ex-Prime Minister John Major, like at the time it was every celebrity you've ever seen. And in order to get your reward, you had to walk past them all. It was incredible. Neil Buchanan winked at me (laughs) at the time that wasn't creepy. (laughs) 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 And as I said, a hundred people won it every year. And in hindsight, it was harrowing, like... Children won it for different reasons. Mm. There was a, a little boy who won it because his house was on fire mm. and he saved all his brothers and wow. sisters. There were children who were bad heart transplant. Mm. What made it more tragic was about five children have won it, but they died before the ceremony. Like, it was was, yeah, it was heroin, and every name they said who they were. And why they born it. So the group before me had unfortunately passed mm. away. Mm. So her family got it. Oh. And then I went, and now oh. it's Rosie Jones. She got cerebral palsy. <laughs> she from Bridlington in Yorkshire, and she has won Child of Achievement for Smiling. I was honestly going, why the (laughs) fuck am I here? We started talking about awards because my daughter got one for when a teacher threw a pile of leaves on her, she made her laugh. And I was like, that is not an award. No. No. Right? So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. We Still, have a whole yeah, we have rant a whole, about them. Yeah. 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 If they're not meaningful, they're just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. For smiling. Smiling. And uh, <laughs> now, now I'm older, now I'm on telly in the media. Now I get fucking more rewards. <laughs> yeah. So you've been nominated for something very special. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. A little BAFTA. <laughs> the sneaky BAFTA. It's really <laughs> great. Oh, my God. As if I couldn't get even more that <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be cheering you on, oh. waiting to hear what happens. I mean, I won't win that. I've already won and just so excited that I'm able yeah. to go to the ceremony. Yeah. And the most exciting part of it all is... I'm gonna take my mum. Oh yeah. my gosh, she's beside herself. Honestly, 
When I said, will you come with me, she cried. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like crying for her. Yeah. Goodness, what yeah. a moment. And what are you yeah. going to wear? Boiler suit? No Nothing. Naked. <laughs> you want people to see yeah. all your good bits. Yeah. yeah. Vagina out, vulva out, tits out. That's quite a hard way to walk. Yeah. 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 Just, I'm going to walk in a way that really accentuates my tits and my vulva. You should win. <laughs> I hope we can see this in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be live streaming. Oh, yeah. No, that's it. It's a lot dressing up. Do you? And I've had a few water remnants mm. and I always get this amazing stylish. Yeah. It puts me in. Big puppy dresses yeah. or shoes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I really like playing with fashion yeah. and what I look like. And I could talk about it all day. Yeah. But for ages, I would purposely dress as plainly and as politely as possible because growing up having a disability I didn't want people to look at me Mm. even more Mm. and in terms of representation mm. I never saw a disabled yeah. model or yeah, someone no. disabled on the catwalk or the red carpet so I dress as smallly mm. as I could mm. but now I got a platform now yeah. I know myself yeah. I'm a bit like fuck it I'm yeah. gonna go hello I'm Rosie yeah. I'm fit I look great yeah. and um, I don't really emotional that shit because I went to the comedy awards in a massive green puffy dress. Sorry, but I look phenomenal. (laughs) I bet you did. um, The next day, I do not like the daily makeup. No, 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 no. The mail online has it's a fashion car, like blog that you like who's wearing what on the right carpet. And like nine days out of ten, it's what if Victoria Beckham will do wearing? And that next day from the comedy awards, I was the main person. And it was in loads of magazines, get Rosie's look. Yeah, well. And I was really happy, but... Beyond that, I was really emotional and I really analysed why I felt like that. And it was because at no point in any article did they mention my disability and I feel like up until that point... It was always, oh, Rosie looks great, dot, 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 in brackets for the disabled person. 
But that is my green dress size. I first time it was like able-bodied or disabled. You want to look like Rosie because she looks great. And that's how it should be. Yeah, damn straight. When you were a little girl, because I'm thinking about how I dressed my daughter with cerebral palsy, Mm. it's always thinking about what's practical, what's easy for her to go to the toilet, all those kinds of things. Mm. When you were a little girl, how what was that like? Did your mum choose your clothes? Did you... Did you have AFOs? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it was the nineties. Yeah. So I had massive plastic, horrible mm. layer. Yeah. Oh, it makes me um, cry. Yeah. Above my knees. Yeah. So I just shabam my whole childhood mm. was like bruises yes. around yeah. my knees because yep. I just rubbed yeah. the whole time. Um, in hindsight now, I looked amazing <laughs> as a child because Doc Martin boots yeah, were the only boots I could walk in. Right. So I'd be at school rocking a pink <laughs> summer dress <laughs> and like big black dot oh, yes. And to be fair, that is something is. I will wear yeah. now. Yeah. But I remember at the time just desperately yeah. wanting little ballerina shoes. Because yes. as a little girl, you yeah. just want to be like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I everything was very cruel yeah. and... Ugly. Uh, Ugly, (laughs) really ugly. Um, But now I'm lucky enough and so glad that I'm a lesbian because all, like, stereotypically (laughs) gay clothing and clothes that I genuinely want to wear. It's so weird. And it's the flat shoe, you know, the yeah, stereotype. Yeah. So. Flat shoe, boots, yep, so everything I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so when you were a child, mm-hmm. how did your, like your mum sounds like she's pretty cool. Oh, my God, she's incredible. Yeah. So how did she, my thing with my children is, so I have twin boys, Mandy has twin girls, my children are neurodiverse, autism, ADHD, sensory processing. They've got so many letters after mm. their name. So cool. But <laughs> they, like, all I care about is that you get to 20 with amazing self-esteem. That's it. I figure they can sort the rest out mm. when they're adults. What do you think your mum did? Because you are you have incredible self-esteem. You stand up in front of rooms of people and talk. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what We, we she, need to learn from her. Yeah. What did she do? This is the only thing me and my mum did so great. Okay. Because my opinion is she never treated me like... I was disabled. Mm. Everything I wanted to do, I did it. Being disabled was never a bad thing in our family. And I think we've we've made so much progress recently. And I think... When I was young in the 90s, it was so hard mm. in that, yeah, we had checkups every three months with the doctor, but they didn't really 
Say anything like that. Did you have Botox or no, surgeries or anything? No, I don't need Botox yep. because my cerebral palsy is a wreck. Right. I'm a big deal, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell so us. most people with CP have... Uh, Trigger warning, it's annoyingly the correct name, yes. definitely in the UK, mm-hmm. but most people with CP have spastic yes. cerebral yep. palsy, which means they got a high muscle tone, mm. yeah. so they need Botox mm. to relax. So mm-hmm. much. So yes. I got a taxi. Yeah. Yeah. So I got low muscle mm. tone. So all my muscles are fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had Botox, I'd be a yes. jelly. <laughs> yes, that's right. Bar. Yes. Um, so luckily, because of my CP, I never really needed... Um, operations yeah. Yeah, of right. physio. Yeah. Yes. I have physio for a little bit, but just to strengthen yeah, my yeah. muscles. Did that mean, like, do you know when you started to walk? And Yeah, so, and I've... Like, I need to go back now. So my opinion is my mum drove me. She said, I am. She made me who I am today. But we did say great because her opinion is she did nothing. Mm-hmm. I came out of the womb <laughs> formidable. Yeah. <laughs> she said, and all I did was not say no. And oh, when I wow. did say no, you said, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> um, and that leads on to walking. So um, I didn't walk. I was late to do everything. Right. Late to like... Sitting up, rolling over, crawling, but they always knew I was intellectually mm. not detailed. Because I knew I always figured out what wouldn't block when in yes. what hole. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't do it. Yes. So I point at yeah. it and be like, you yeah, do it, it yeah. Yes, me. those tests are silly. Yeah. So technically, I think I could, quote, walk when I was three and a half, right. which is later, but I could do it. But being clever, yeah. I was a bit like, well, I can do it. Yeah. But <laughs> to get there <laughs> without falling yeah. over 82 times, yeah. I'll cross. Yeah. And even now... I live in a long flat. Um, if I need to get to the other end of my flat quickly, I'll cross. Yeah, yeah. Because they say it's easier. easier. Yeah, of course. Um, and I went to a disabled nursery. Right. 
but it was at the point in the UK where they were introducing disabled children into mainstream schools. Um, so very quickly, the teachers were like, we can't handle her. <laughs> she get, needs to go. <laughs> uh, get her gone. So it was when I was nearly five that I said to my mum, OK, if I'm going to big school... I think I want now. Mm, So it sounds bizarre that I chose to walk at five. But it was because I was out. Well, I can't get everywhere on my book. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have a wheelchair or anything? No, no. no, And... uh, Every question you ask is so good because I'm fighting the urge to give you a 10 minute. Oh, and no. we want to hear. That's what happens on this but, podcast. Yes. Um, it goes for ages. I am 32 and I'm, if I'm honest with you, I still have a lot of growing to do in terms of accepting myself and fighting internalised ableism. And my parents and the authorities were so great in terms of I had two wheelchairs growing up. I had a walker, I had a rollator, I had crutches, I had four different wo- like walkers. Yeah. They were all in our garage. Yeah. <laughs> they all had cobwebs on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only Recently, that I'm starting to go. That was my own internalization. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Because if I'm really honest with myself, a walker would make my life yep. even that so much easier. Yes. But in my head, a walking device equals disabled, equals victim. And in 2021, I went to Tokyo. I presented a part of a show called The Last Lap. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) And... um, my producer was one of my best friends, Hannah, and she knows me so well. Yeah. And on the first day, she came up to me and went, OK, OK, you're going to hate what I'm about to say, but we are about to work. 15 hour days, every venue is about half a mile from each other. It's hot. We need to get places quickly. How would you feel about getting a wheelchair for the three weeks? And in my head, I won't say no, no, because wheelchair equals disabled Mm. also. And I think a lot of disabled and non-disabled 
people feel this, but that idea of using a wheelchair feels very permanent. And even now, I worry that if I sit in a chair, I'll never get out of it. It's very um, hitting me in the heart. Yeah. Yeah, because I've hired one for my daughter. I took it to Harry Styles in the wheelchair yeah. for the first time. And then I said, we, we can buy one. Yeah. And um, she said, not yet. But I want a yeah. red one. I said, of course, we will get a red <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I think... I don't mind. I just want her life to be comfortable no. and easy. No. But it's a big decision it's when you're a walking so person big. with cerebral palsy. It's so big. And for that three weeks, I loved it. You loved I it. Really yeah. loved she loved it that day because she had her nuggets on her lap yeah. and I sped around. Yeah. We banged into people's yeah. legs and she actually loved it. I just yeah. know what I felt like tired. Yes. I did my job properly. Interestingly, what I did was I named the chair Maureen. Uh, Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is a fun. Yes. And definitely something I do. Yeah. But again, if you analyse even that, I didn't want anyone to say, do you want your chair today? Yeah. Where is your chair? Whereas if they went, are you bringing more in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it might be quite correct for you more yeah. in oh, today. It felt yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, you um, chose that. You decided that. You knew that was going to work. Yeah. yeah. And it worked and I love it and I don't regret it. But we are... Two years later, I'm in Australia, and now I'm here. I'm naked, yeah, and part of me is a bit like I should have got a moment, but there's something that part of me going. You know, you can walk, you mm. got your independence. Mm. Um, and I want, I'm talking about it a lot more now. I am 32. Mm. I have been disabled for 32 years. I wouldn't have it any mm. other way. I'm proud to yes. be disabled, mm. but I am fucking hard. Yeah. And I'm still accepting different parts of it yeah. every day. Of I'm still growing. I'm still learning yeah. to love myself because yes. yeah. it's very hard. Yeah. Yes. It's really hard and I know my my boys, we were um, we went up to the mountains for Easter and one a little child on the mountain that didn't know them said something to one of my kids and he goes, what, have you got autism or something? And my son looked at me and he said, no. Oh, and I thought, I said to him later, you can own it when you want to own it. Yeah. But when it's too painful in a group like that, that's okay yeah. too because that's yeah. his story. It's not my story because I want to shake the kid and go, yeah. yes, and he's yes. fucking amazing. And yes. yes. But it's not yeah. my story. Yes. yes. It's his yeah. story and he has to be, you know, I'm like, yeah, do you constantly have to be defining yourself yeah. every minute of every yes. day? I don't have to do that. No. no. So no. I can't speak for him. No. It's a, a good comparison is... My sexuality. Mm-hmm. I love being gay. Yeah. I got a, a <laughs> gay too. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I should be openly about being gay. 
But this morning, I went to a cafe and I did some work on my own. No one at that cafe knew I was gay. Yeah. Because I didn't tell them it's none of their business. I didn't need to open the cafe door and go, Hello! (laughs) Gay lady in the Everyone in the cafe knew I was disabled. Um, And that's what's annoying. Mm. Part of me that I can never own people already know and people therefore already assume yep. things about Make judgments. Me. Yep. 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 Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, I, I dream of the utopia when we don't do that. Yeah. But I know we're not there yet. It's tricky. I've thought about this a lot recently because I reconnected with a very old friend. We've been friends since we were five. Um, And talking about that integrated school. Because I'm born in June, I started Easter. So everyone else was already there. And Catherine, my friend, said, My first memory of you is you starting and you doing a speech in front of the class mm. and saying, hello, I'm Rosie, I got cerebral mm. palsy, it means that I wobble a lot, it means that I talk slowly, but I'm just like you, mm. and if you got any questions, just ask so with that there's three things mm. one there's a joke response that was even at four years yes. old I was a bloody stand up <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was still holding the room yeah. <laughs> Number two, how great was that that I explained it yeah. and had to, after that, hand on heart, I was never bullied, mm. I was never treated mm. differently. I, I was just always oh. That's Rosie. But the third and final response, again, there's not an answer for this, but recently when I think about that, that, I feel angry because I'm like, I was Fucking four years out. Why? I wasn't you. Yeah. Why did I need to go into that space and own it and take it on me? That, no, no, that ain't my fault. No. Uh, Luckily, I am an extrovert. But what if I wasn't? What if I just wanted to have one friend and read my book? Why do I 
need to be the different one actually go with I'm in the coffee yeah, yeah. shop. Yeah. But then there is no answer. No, there isn't. Because I, if I hadn't done that, I get lost, I get yeah. probably bullied. If the teacher had warned them, yeah. I'm not owning it. Yeah. I needed to mm. own it. Um, but yeah, I and really relate to it, boy, because recently I've realised that I spent my whole childhood and my twenties together. I love being disabled, yeah, yeah. being disabled is great. I love it. And when I analyse that, I was never saying that for me. Yeah. I was saying that for the benefit of other yeah. people. Yeah. I was saying that because I liked the response yeah. being, oh, oh you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Why there's some that is not mm. not every day and not the majority of the time. I want to go out there and mm. go I fucking hate being disabled. Yeah. I would want to say no. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. I don't today. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really I, interesting. When my twins started school, they both had an AFO on each. Yeah. And so when we walked into the school, they told me every new year, every new lot of five-year-olds that came in would say, what is that? And so yeah. every year they would have to explain yeah. again to the new cohort. And so I didn't realise that's what was happening for them. But in their first year of school, I because all the mums were doing it, I wrote a letter to their yeah. class and I talked about who they were and how they were like everybody else. But I did that, not them. And I just, yeah. you're just hitting me in the heart every five seconds. It's wonderful, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because we're learning. Yeah. Always learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All I want to do is protect my children and do a good job. Mm. And sometimes it's hard when you think we haven't or we've made mistakes. Yeah. Right. So... This, all our listeners, uh, or we've got lots of listeners, but a yeah. lot of them are parents of children, yeah. disabled children. So everything you're saying is so powerful. So thank you. Yeah. 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 Your honesty is amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't go there a lot, mm. but I am proud of who I am. Yes. And what I've achieved. That person I'm proud it's not been my mum and dad mm. because I've been disabled my whole life. I've never known a difference. Yeah. So I never had that moment of realisation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I did think about, not often because it upset me, mm. was my mum and dad were 26 mm. when they had me and then they died. I mm. was their first child and from minute one, they thought they'd lost yeah, me. Yeah, so and then they never got told how disabled I would be. They literally had to wait and yeah, see. Yeah. And I think that's an incredible part. A parent of a 
disabled baby and it's a who can feel so alone mm. in that moment. But also what we know is that when we're told that, as Kate always says, it's like the extra stomach for dessert. It's this extra wave of love, yeah. right? Yeah. So you need to know that. Your mum and dad are like, we love, <laughs> love her even more. more. Yeah. 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 People don't talk about that, no. but we talk about it. We yeah. want to tell parents when you get a diagnosis, you're going to love your child more. Yeah. 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 You don't think it's possible. And then. And then no. voila. It's like when the chocolate don't. mousse comes yep. out. You're don't. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll have some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Then I got a younger brother, right. Ollie. Yeah. He's 27 now. Yeah. And growing up, he was able-bodied, but it always be running around it, always not be concentrating. But because he could run, yeah, yeah. like... And because it was the 90s, I don't think people were switched no. on to different disabilities. No. And two years ago, we got the ADHD no. diagnosis. No. And... I mean, that makes me cry because I was 25 yeah. at the time yeah. and he was like, Rosie, finally yeah. I know that all of my problems are my fault. Oh, yes. Like, yep. I feel yeah. normal. Yeah. So that was so emotional. But then my mum was like, I'm so proud I had to do something. Yes, that's right. She said to me, I'm so proud of my super quick son and my super <laughs> slow daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> we could talk to you all day, but I want to talk about how you got into comedy. When, what happened? Was that straight after school? Was that, did you go and do any study or? Well, the thing is, I've always used to comment, yeah. literally, yeah, yeah four years yes. old, doing mm-hmm. that speech. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I worked out a few gags, <laughs> probably not about my vulva. <laughs> yeah, but the gags was still there. And the TV center is, I use it as a different yeah. mechanism. Yeah. It was a way to quickly let people know that although I was slow, I, there was nothing wrong with my mind yeah. or yep. my socials. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I've always cracked out jokes at school, at uni, in the pub. But then... Representation for me is the key. And growing up, someone said to me, what does a comedian look like? Mm. I'd be like, white man, shoe, non-disabled, touch, very quickly about yep. how he doesn't like his wife or children. <laughs> that's it. That was every UK yep. comic And then in the early 90s when 
Panoshows, yeah. they came in in the UK, they were all these brilliant comics, but again, very male, very yeah. competitive, talking over each yeah. other. Mm. So, I would never see myself. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, so, but I've always loved writing. Yeah. So I went to uni and I studied English mm. for a degree. And then I started working in TV but behind the camera. Right. And I work for all the big UK comedy entertainment shows like 8 Out of 10 yeah, Cats, Would yeah. I Lie to You, yes. The Latch Leg. Yep. And I be writing jokes yep. for all these white <laughs> non-disabled right. and I really enjoyed it but slowly there was a voice yeah. in my head going they're saying your, your jokes, jokes. Yeah. they're taking your laugh yeah. they're taking your space yes. and I just thought you know what, you only live once mm. and I really think it's morbid, but I nearly died yeah. Yeah. at birth. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like everything that's happened since then is a bonus. Yeah. You only live once. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a good go. Oh. I'll try it out. And if I'm a shit comedian, no one will ever know. Because yeah. I didn't tell anyone. No, didn't you? <laughs> but I tried it out and it was a shit bar in front of eight people. <gasps> awful and Damn dark oh. nightclub, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, if I love this, yeah. I can work on it. So then, yeah. that was 2016. Mm. I just worked and worked and worked, and I think. Coming from TV, from behind the camera, gave me that knowledge of how telly and comedy works. Mm. And I already had that mindset. I already knew how to write a joke for TV compared to how you write for stage. Mm. I already knew how the edit worked. I already had contacts in the business. Mm. So the joke answer, I always take it to answers, is... uh, I've only been doing comedy for a few years. It's gone really well. I've shouted and I've stumbled my way to success and I'm so lucky. I can't believe it and so happy. But actually... I've worked for really hard. And I think working in TV production for seven years Mm. was invaluable because it's given me the tools to have this amazing career so Mm. far. 
Oh, amazing. Amazing, amazing. I mean, we have to stop. Because no, I no, no, we talking. don't want to. <laughs> oh. We want to keep chatting. Well, we know. We went to your show last night. You're incredibly yeah. talented. We want everybody to go. We want everybody to go. Come. Come. Come you Three amazing jokes. Three amazing <laughs> jokes. Yeah. And yeah. some the vulgar C word. chat. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the C word. <laughs> a lot of vulgar chat. A lot chat. of vulgar chat. Yeah. yeah. Which is long yeah. overdue. Really? How many many dick jokes are there? So many dick jokes. Exactly. Um, I could honestly talk to you too all day. Yeah, Yeah, we've had a great time. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, thank you. I know our community will absolutely adore you. Yep. And um, we will be fans of you forever. Yeah. So thank you so much. I'm fans of you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.